Welcome back to another episode of the AYA Outdoors Podcast. I know that's a little bit different of a start. Um, that was a little bit of a little duck call rendition of the national anthem that we did uh, Sunday in the duck blind. So figured we'd start it off with something a little bit different and uh, start off with a, with a laugh. Um, that was a uh, props to Grant for doing that in the middle of a sawgrass flat in the bay in Milton. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, that's a good way to start it, I think. So, um, this is episode five, um, technically six, as I explained in the last episode. Um, kind of had some uh, recording problems, saving problems. So, um, this is uh, episode five on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That's what it'll pop up as. So, um, thanks for all the listeners and thanks for everybody that's downloaded it and reached out with the feedback. And, uh, yeah, I think this will be another good one. Um, recording it a little bit later than normal. I'd normally try to do Saturday recordings and upload on Sunday, but it was my birthday weekend and did a lot of duck hunting and a lot of sleeping. So didn't get to do one Saturday. So doing it a Monday night and I'll have it uploaded Tuesday. So, uh, I'm joined again with, uh, Dylan, the gas shut off guy from the last episode. Um, and we are joined today by his cousin, Jack. Um, talked, talked about Jack a couple times on here, um, before once with, uh, Christian um, and a little bit with Gavin on the first two episodes um, and uh, I think a little bit on the last two two parter um, we might have mentioned it a little bit so he's been wanting to get on there and so it was just going to be me and Dylan tonight and then I was like wait I was like we're doing it late he's off work so we can we can do it so um, I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us something about you uh, my name is Jack and I sell semi truck parts and I like to get ambushed by a Lock on ladders and bust my head open. Yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. But. Yep, so uh, Jack works for Empire Truck Sales. Um, I'm sure there's one near you if you live in a small town um, like we do. <clears throat> and right off the biggest interstate in the freaking country. So, um, yeah, Jack, Jack's been wanting to get on here. Uh, me and Jack have been friends for a long time, um, same as me and Dylan. And... Uh, yeah, we've just uh, been been wanting to do one, and we finally have time to. I know his girlfriend wants to get on here, too. She's a big outdoors woman and uh, likes to fish and hunt and everything as well. So um, eventually we'll be um, having her on here with Jack. Um, and, yeah, we're just going to keep keep growing it. She's currently in school at uh, University of Alabama, right? Yep. God dang, nasty roll titers. Um, but she's a lot smarter than I am. She got into a big college like that, so... <laughs> Um, which I had no interest in going to a big college like that. So, um, but yeah, um, yeah, we can start it off. You want to tell us the story of the, the lock on attack? That's because you're not smart like your brother. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I am. I just don't apply myself like him. No, nah, he's smart, smart. Yeah, he's he is. Smart. He is pretty smart. I mean, I'm smart too. I just don't apply. I don't like homework. I don't like schoolwork. I just, I never applied myself. Well, he didn't do homework either. Yeah, you're right. You just got a big brain, big brain energy. So yeah, let's get. What are you doing over there? Nothing. Anyway, yeah, Jack, let's get into the uh, the lock on attack. Jack currently has two two staples, two staples, two staples in the top of his head right now while we're doing this podcast. Um, he, uh, we're lucky he's not bleeding all over the set. So, so uh, I'm off every Thursday and Friday, and everyone else is working. You know, like normal jobs and whatnot. We did not ask you when you were off. We ask you well, what this happened. Is part of, this is part of the story, bro. 
So uh, I'm out by myself. Play a key part in the story. So I was out <laughs> by myself doing uh, putting up tree stands and looking for uh, archery spots for the coming season, and um, which is you know a big no-no in the hunting community. You know, everyone says don't put tree stands up by yourself and don't take them down by yourself because bad things happen. And uh, amen. I was out putting a tree stand up by myself and laid a uh, I hunt out of a, a hawk lock on great great tree stand by the way uh, that one that you have is really nice is that the same one I helped you set up last year yes that thing is nice it's actually really cheap too for a lock on those and I want to look at the uh, oh which ones are they it's the one like Chris B and seek one and them use I can't remember the name of it like uh, I think it starts with a V don't it Something. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, continue. My bad. Anyway, um, so I'm putting my ladder sections up, my two of three. I'm on my third section. I go to lay it up in the tree so I can get positioned to strap it up and uh, go to get some better footing and look down, and I was met with a crashing blow of a ladder on the top of my head. <laughs> and before I got off the first step of the ladder, I was already, you know, Leaking, pouring, leaking pretty bad. Um, did you see stars like off cartoons? Yeah, I did. Blacked out. Uh, it was a whole ordeal. What about the little birdies that fly around your head? I didn't see no birdies. Um, and I didn't have no bird named Ronnie, if you uh, can remember that what? from the longest yard. You know, the uh, old one or the new one? The old one with Adam Sandler. That's the new one. That's or the new one. one. Yeah, because they have an old one. Who's the main guys in that one? Adam Sandler. No, Burt the old, the old one. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, Burt Reynolds is like the is, that, is the Adam Sandler of the new one. Yeah, yeah. yeah like when he gets <laughs> laid out in the practice field and he's like, "I have a bird and his name's Ronnie." Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, can, can of corn, <laughs> can of corn, I'll be fine. Can of corn. Um, you broke it in my nose. <laughs> Looks like a young Michael Jackson. I like young Mikey. Uh, it was a fun experience. Especially out by myself, everyone was like reminding me to not do it by myself. So uh, it's yeah, currently laying on the ground, waiting for me to uh, finish and putting it up. To finish putting it up. But did you finish well, putting it up? No, I did not. No, that's what he just said. I'm that he's little, waiting. I'm a little dyslexic. I'm a little slow. I don't think that's the same thing. <laughs> we'll run with it though. Uh, yeah, because we were supposed to shoot that day too we were and you text me you're like uh i'm on the way to the er i was like what <laughs> i was like why and you were like i'm bleeding i was like and who cares wrote some dirt on and it then, and then you sent me a video and i was like oh okay oh he's bleeding pretty good yeah like a stuck hog oh yeah it was like his whole hair was like tinted yeah red yeah the bottom of my uh shower was painted pretty good Did after it? i took a shower that night mm, i bet it stung like a oh yeah yeah, uh, actually, it's not on the way over here. I took a shower and was, you know, drying my hair off the towel like any normal human being would do and drug that towel right across my staples. And, yeah, I've said some few choice words that are did not you, allowed on this program. Did you cry? No. Uh, cowgirls don't cry, so. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I won't have to go through that again and, if I do, maybe someone will be there to video it. 
at Jarrett. Yeah, we can get that on the TikTok. <laughs> I mean, that would be, be a good one. I mean, I got a story, but it's not like that bad. I mean, I didn't. Well, I guess like I bled a little bit, but Pumpkin has like a old two seventy semi automatic. Talking about when it blew up on you? Yeah, oh yeah. It's a long time ago. What grade was it in? Tenth. That was like forty years ago. That was graduating in 11, been out of school a decade, over a decade. Dude, you just sound old saying that. I know. <laughs> Shut up. That's probably like 14, 15 years ago. But, yeah. But I bet he still got that gun, too. You know what? He probably does. It's probably locked up in his gun safe. That Look, no one's seen in looking, looking at Pawpaw's, like, yard and all of his farm equipment and everything that he's still got, I would say he's probably still got it somewhere. Oh, it's definitely that man right. doesn't throw anything away. Dude, he's got a planter. No. He's got an old planter that his dad owned in the bottom of the field, and it's got an oak tree that's at least three feet across growing straight through the middle of it. <coughs> yeah. I think it's been there for a while. He's got yeah. a, uh, for, for context, Pawpaw, we talked about him in the last podcast a little bit. This is the toughest old man you'll ever meet. And saying that his dad owned it means like, I mean, how long has Pawpaw's dad been dead? Oh, a long time. Since, yeah. he was, since he was a young kid. I don't even know what his name is, to be honest with you. I have yeah. no clue what his name is. James. Yeah. So, yeah. So, a long time ago. But, yeah. We was uh, sodding in the gun right before hunt season, or right before gun season, and loaded the shell up, and he shot it right before I did. Used the same bullets out of the box, and I don't know if they tried to load two at once, or it got jammed, or something, but when it exploded... The barrel twisted and the whole stock and everything broke in half. Jesus, that's crazy. Luckily, I'm still alive when I'm still yeah, here. Yeah, I've never, I've never had one do that uh, to me. But yeah, I mean, it blew back metal, hit me in the neck and the chest, and I might even do to do my pants <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I probably would have. I ain't gonna lie. That, I mean, that's scary. Like a gun blowing up in your face. My, uh, while you're shooting it. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't really. You don't ex- like you're it. not expecting it. And no, it just. All, all I remember is this: I pulled the trigger, and luckily, like, luckily, like we, the way we were set up shooting it, like sliding it in, the old style put a, put a coat. It's the fridge. Ah, okay. Like, like an old style, that? putting like the you know like a jacket underneath it, and and sliding it in off a table, and usually I put my hand like right underneath it. I had it out to the side. It would have been where my that it probably would have blew your hand off. More than likely, would have been the like the dude off of Scary Movie, little wisping. Yeah, mm-hmm. little mashed potato. This is my strong hand. My uh, my dad's best friend had a gun blow up on him, and uh, it was a twelve gauge. It was a Wingmaster or something. Those things are badass. Yeah, my dad's got one, and so I'm patiently, so patient, does mine. patiently waiting to get that. Uh, but he apparently he like loaded. It's a 12 gauge, and he apparently loaded like a 16 gauge shell in it. Oh my god! And it blew, like it. It's a pump action, and it blew the side of the barrel out. Like it didn't blow. Like it didn't um, umbrella yeah. the barrel, but it blew it out the side, <laughs> and it blew the whole stock off and almost like blew half his hand apart. But they. They somehow managed to rebuild his hand. He's fine now. But. I mean, you want to get technical. By this time and age, medicines like, they can do anything. Well, this was like, yeah, they could take my hand and give it to you. <laughs> That'd look weird, but. 
You I, might, got some, I got some meaty hands. You imagine walking around like going to shake somebody in your hands. You like, got your hand and then you got mine on the other side. <laughs> but no, that's, I mean, uh, I remember one time uh, we were down at the pond fishing, me and dad, and he went up to the house and got the, I think he got his 12 gauge and just grabbed a shell out of the gun safe and it was a 20 gauge shell. And I like put it in there and like almost the, like the whole brass and everything about went in the barrel and I was like, this is not right. And I told dad, I said, what did you grab? He's like, I'll just grab whatever was there. And I looked and it was a 20 gauge and we were trying to shoot it out of a 12. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. I mean, it would have fired, but I, there ain't no telling what it would have done. I mean, probably not anything, but so yeah. back to the wingmaster. Do you know why, why they're called that? Like what's so special about them? So no. a wingmaster has a, from the factory, a 30 inch barrel. Right. So it's longer than other shotguns. And, the barrel is has a built-in full choke, so you you don't put chokes in those. Don, I know they have some of them that are modified, and some the Magnum has the full choke or whatever. Yeah, so, and I'm not, but I think like a true Wingmaster, like because the one my dad's got is like old, like right, like they don't make them anymore. They don't make a Wingmaster anymore. Right. Yeah. You, um, but his is I think like a, tr- a true Wingmaster is a 30 inch barrel with a built-in full choke. So, I've only seen. I've been to a lot of gun stores. We just like lost audio for like two seconds. Uh, anyway, I've been to a lot of gun stores around the country, and I've probably only seen five or six yeah. that are in viable condition. I, I think the only place you'd really find lost like a lot of them is uh, lost audio. You can't hear? Mm-mm. All right, give me a second. I can hear you. Um, It's probably just your connection over here is loose or something. Dylan, will you? There it went. Like, okay. Yeah. It is loose connection. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that your best bet if you wanted to find one in, like, decent condition to buy would be you'd have to go to, like, gun shows and, yeah. and, and look around and hope to find one. And then, But if you do and it's in good condition, you're probably going to be paying an arm and a leg. So. Yeah. Uh, another arm and a leg type deal is an A5. Old, new, beat to hell and back or not. Uh, you're looking at fifteen hundred dollars easy it only i mean it don't even matter you know it don't matter if it has a, an ejection slide in it yeah it doesn't matter i tell you what dad's got an old over and under he's got two triggers not just one most of the i don't think i think the new ones might only be a single it's like a double action single trigger but all the old ones any like a side by side and over under any of the old ones all have two Yeah, so Dad's, <clears throat> Dad's over and under has uh, both triggers. He's got the front one. The front one shoots the back one, and the back one shoots the – or the front one shoots the top, <laughs> yeah, the top one, the back one shoots the bottom one. My bad. I've owned a couple side-by-side shotguns. I've had a, a – I've actually had a 20, 16, and a 12-gauge, and a 16-gauge side-by-side is a bad dude. That is a – Bird killer, because they've got a modified and a full choke. Yeah, they're different chokes for each barrel. So you pick which one for that is a yeah. that is a dove murderer. So yeah. what you're saying is you got those whammy shells from Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> put a I hole. I got in these the, new shells. <laughs> put a hole in the oven's ass. <laughs> I that, made a, that part of that movie is so funny. I made. I want to say it was a 60 or 65-yard shot on a flying dove and dusted it. I mm-hmm. mean, rolled him. You're capping. 
No, I don't care. I bro. believe it. I believe it. I mean, I'm risky. I mean, I mean, I'll take my 20 gauge and try to shoot 80 but yards that, up in the air. That's but probably I, I mean, just wasting shells. Like, but <laughs> I'm not knocking Jack that he can't shoot, but a 60 yard dove shot with anything, anybody is part luck. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I mean the the the, spread. the yeah the the way of and that's what we were talking about Sunday duck hunting was, um, like Grant and Cole were both shooting full chokes, which. You know, when you're shooting, shooting steel, steel groups better. So, uh, a full steel choke is like an extra full lead choke, basically. And so, we had this duck come in, and uh, we were talking about this before the podcast. And I said, "Well, we'll wait, and I'll explain when we get when we are on the podcast." So, we had this duck come in, and uh, it uh, it landed. We didn't even see it fly in. It was still early, and. Uh, we just uh we were just kind of sitting there waiting and hanging out and this one lone uh teal come in and we uh we all kind of were sitting there and i was like look the bird just landed so we stood up and it flew off and luckily it, it like flew to our right and then cut back around and uh grant took the first couple shots i took a couple cole took a couple and then on my third i folded him and uh, I'm shooting a full choke um, classified for steel, which is a modified for lead in my shotgun. And they were both had the exact – they shoot the exact same gun with the exact same choke. And uh, they were both like, well, you know, this is probably shooting a freaking four-inch group at 40 yards. So, you know, if we're not right on it pretty much, I mean, you're, you're missing. And uh, so they swapped over and uh, – Unfortunately, we didn't have any more birds come in, and they didn't get a chance to test that theory. But basically, that's that's the thing is like a full choke is. I mean, you got to be dead accurate with it because if you're not, it's you know if you're not perfect, you're going to be off. Basically, man, I missed duck hunting. I haven't been in so long. Besides the last last year when we went last minute, but mm-hmm. before that, it's been like five six years. I I can't fully say I've ever been like on a legit dove hunt. Man, I tell you, like what, what we did on. last year was like it was fun. It was fun. There was about seven, eight of us, not but it wasn't people. not enough people, not enough doves. Yeah, I mean, enough. there was I mean we there was doves. There was a good bit of doves, but like we just didn't have the people. Yeah, we didn't have the setup. We didn't have any decoys out. Like nothing. Like it was just a Man. last minute, like on a Thursday, like hey, y'all on a dove hunt Saturday? Where can we go? And my cousin just so happened to have fields that peanuts had been planted in the year or that year and it was loaded with doves but they just we didn't have enough people we didn't have the spread set up and it, the it only decoy we had was langston running through the middle with his bb gun yeah which i don't think is gonna get doves to land <laughs> no but i remember one time i took um i was when i was younger i asked dad to go buy me some shotgun shells from walmart to go dove hunting he's like how many you need four or five i was like no <laughs> no four or five boxes so we went and got a whole box right and i took dad with me dad shot 200 rounds and feathered one damn and he was like yeah he's like four, four or five shells wouldn't have done it no no i'm a i'm a box of shell or a, a bird a box kind of guy box of bird box of bird however you want to say it last time i went on an actual dove hunt was in like 2018 or 19 uh, me and my dad went to Ufala. It was actually like a 
quote unquote guided hunt. Mm. Really, you know, you just go to a lodge and they dump you out in the field and they kind of like tell you, hey, someone's sitting, you know, 150 yards that way. Don't shoot to them. They're normally flying in from over here and uh, y'all are going to be sitting under this oak tree, you know, essentially just waiting for them. If you want to move around 30, 40 yards, uh, but try not to go any further than that. And we, I think we killed 20 or 25 birds and everyone killed a, you know, a healthy amount, but. You ever, been, you ever been peppered? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's like the worst. I remember one time I went dove hunting in Escambia Farms and like there was a bottom and you couldn't see nobody down there. I was up top. I was like, there was a bird flying across. And I was just, poof, poof, and y'all can hear the dude yelling, just stop. And he come back up, like his shoulder was purple for him shooting high brass, and mm-hmm. but he he got peppered, son. It happens to everybody. It if does. You, if you dove I mean, hunt long enough, you're gonna get yeah. hit. And that's that's the thing with like big dove shoots. Like, uh, I mean, you you get in a, a field with fifty, sixty, seventy guys, and I mean, yes, it's it's uh, you know. Everybody knows etiquette. don't don't shoot low birds, don't shoot out of your lane and all that. But oh, that at, at some point, me. something's gonna happen. You're gonna get peppered. I, someone's see, gonna, I see a bird going across me. Someone's gonna forget. You know their lane. In, in the heat of the moment, you can get adrenaline rush. I mean, even even Sunday, I kind of got out of my lane on that duck, and I, Cole even said afterwards, like when I hit it and it, it went and it curled and went down. You know, we were happy, fist bumping and everything. But after the fact, Cole was like, yeah, I just saw your barrel in my peripherals. And I was like, uh-oh, you know. So, it happens. You know, I've I've had um, a good friend of mine. We were duck hunting one time and uh, some birds were coming out. And we slowly turned the same way. And his barrel was probably, I don't know, six inches away from my ear. And he shot. And I couldn't hear for an hour and a half, two hours. Like, it, it happens. You know, as long, but as long as you're not, you know shooting directly at somebody you know you're good um and that you know that's why my dad quit dog hunting back in the day was you know when he first started dog hunting you just pulled off on the side of the road wherever and got after and it. dumped the dogs that and you you hunted that oh was man they don't that, that was the the days where you, i mean anywhere you went down to the river swamp and you just ran dogs that was it there was no gotta go hunt eglin you gotta hunt this area you got the game warden would pull up and say, hey, I just saw a deer run across the road about three miles down there. Y'all go put them out out there. And you'd run the dogs. Well, rules started getting a little bit stricter. Um, the the club they were in on Yellow River started, you know, you know, my dad vividly remembers sitting in there in their club meeting and looking around and, like, not knowing anybody. He was the last one of the, you know, original members. And, uh because all, all the other people that had sold their dogs or they were getting out of it or whatever, and uh, they had a 16-year-old kid that uh, was out there hunting and somebody shot at him, like shooting at a deer and missed, and they hit him and killed him. And that was when Dad was like, yep, I'm done. And so from then on, he, has, he, he hasn't dog hunted since then. He's, he's only ever still, he only ever still hunts now. I mean, I don't traumatize a person. Oh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't like there, and he didn't like see the kid or nothing, but it's like... You were in the same group. You were oh, hunting yeah. that day, you know, so. So, I mean, it could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you were, you know, just get the, the dirt knocked up in front of you 40 yards, you know, seeing it and hearing that bullet whiz by is like, whoa. whoa. It's, it's like playing Call of Duty. 
You ain't got not, the, not really, because you don't <laughs> get a restart. Yeah. Not really, but you know, like yeah. you playing Call of Duty, you got the Turtle Beaches, and you just like you're way off the map, and you see like one person running, but it's like the wrong. The, it's your teammate instead. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was really bad. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with that, but <laughs> I do know what you mean, kind of. But yeah, no, that's just. I mean, that's part of part of hunting and bird hunting, really. I mean, that's the only time you really got to worry about it. I mean, I don't know. if public land hunting you get shot at deer hunt or not but i don't know i feel like if you public land hunt like on blackwater or yellow river you're bound to see somebody walking through your hunting area oh yeah i see videos on like instagram and facebook and stuff all the time people be up in a tree you know sitting there it's like almost dark or you know past daylight and there's some dude crawling up a tree right in front of them you know people don't people don't pay attention to their surroundings so i mean you really got to watch out for yourself really and that's why they tell you to wear orange. And some people don't wear orange. I mean, it's uh, uh, illegal not to. Oh, I know that. I mean, it, you you have to wear it to and from the truck to the stand, the stand to the truck. Once you're up there, you can take it off. You just have to wear it walking through the woods. Does that same rule apply with private land? No, because, no. I mean, private land... It's private. I mean, you're the only one hunting it. Who else is going to come yeah. back there? Pawpaw? Yeah, yeah you, you do not have to, as far as I know, you do not have to wear orange private land hunting. You ever been hunting in the backfield of pawpaws and him just like drive through the field? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thousands of times. I mean, uh, I'm here in the little, the little deer hut we had before we got, before some magically it caught on fire. You got struck by lightning. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, you got struck by lightning. Blew the whole tree behind it apart and everything. No, I didn't know that. I just I just remember going down there the next day, and that thing was burnt to the ground. I was like, damn. So this little hut someone, he's talking about. Someone left a doobie in it or something. <laughs> so this little hut he's talking about is like, is like four feet by four feet by like seven feet. This is like a porta potty sized. Bro, you couldn't blind. move in there. You no, couldn't you move can't. around. This is a one person. And you better have your gun sitting in your lap. I tried to fit two of us in there one time. I I heard about having two people in stand in the backfield. With you. It's been a long time ago. With me? Yeah. Brought you a little girl down there or something. Nah. <laughs> nah. That's not, I, she went to church. I didn't do nothing like that. <laughs> um. Right. But, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> me and a buddy... Uh, you remember Cutter and Colt, right? Oh, yeah. Well, me and Cutter went down there and sat one time. And I faced one way, he faced the other. and But we couldn't move the side, look at the side windows or nothing. It was it was too hard. Uh, I tell you what, the, when I go deer hunting, it's like the best 45-minute nap ever. It is, it is a good nap. But I'm really, like, when I'm hunting a tree stand, I do my best to not fall asleep because I'm real bad about slouching over and leaning. And I really don't want to end up hanging outside of a tree because I do wear a harness. You know, some people that'll like, wake you up real quick. Some people hunt out of saddles and you know lock-ons. I don't. I don't wear no harness. I'm I'm too cool for all that. Nah, buddy, I'll wear a harness. Jack gonna be up there singing uh, John Anderson's <laughs> "Just a Swingin'." Yeah, that ground don't care how man how man you are, how nothing. That ground will hurt you whether you know, it's me, uh, you, anybody. You know, uh, Justin Paul. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's. Hell, yeah. I think every tree stand he's ever owned, he's fell out of. Yeah, he, I mean, I he has the, fallen out of. I a mean, couple. I fell off the motor grader, and that hurt enough. <laughs> Ground's hard because yeah. I missed a step and face planted. Yeah, that's probably one of the best 
Huh? It didn't help your face out none. Yeah. Nah, my face is still pretty though. Oogie. Uh, <laughs> but that, that's probably one of the best inventions that anybody's ever made in the hunting world is safety harnesses. Yeah, that was a great like idea. I, I, ju- I just bought the a hunter safety system harness. I've got one. I actually have two harnesses. I have a backup in case. That one ever messes up. Yeah. It's like a parachute. Yeah. Uh, not really. So, no, because parachutes, you got to spare one in case the other one messes up. Well, it's That's, not like a spare yeah. one on my on my original one. I have it just in case, like, yours breaks, or if I, you know, happen to see it's cut or something, it gets nicked or one of the, you know, some of the straps is breaking, whatever the case may be. Because uh, when you're walking through the woods, things happen. You catch a catch a limb. I don't know how you can catch a dead limb that's as big around as a pencil and it'll rip a hole in your shirt. I have no idea how that works. But uh, Yeah, you know my kind of hunting? Hmm. Window shopping. It's good enough. Anyway, yeah. I have a I have a lieutenant buddy <laughs> I can put you in contact with. Yeah. Feel free to talk to him about that. Um, no, nah, I don't shoot them. I just like to look at them. You can only do that until 10. <laughs> Unless it's private, unless you got a farm, then it's a nuisance. Nope, you can still get in trouble. Yep. You have to have tags on your person to be able to do that. You ever seen smoking in a bandit? Uh, deprivation me. tags, you still can't hunt out of the vehicle. Oh, yeah, yeah, Technically, yeah. I, technically yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. hunt it out of the vehicle. I just like to look at them. All right. It sorry. falls under the same rules. Like, if you are caught spotlighting after 10, you are hunting deer, whether you have a gun or not. What if you don't have a spotlight? Well, then how are you looking at them? Headlights, LEDs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't be driving the truck off through you'd, a field or nothing. No, I would definitely that. be uh, on the radar, especially if you got caught with some oh, kind yeah. of night vision. You know, like thermal lie, goggles or something. I'm not gonna lie. I've been looking at a thermal scope, not for that particular reason or nothing, but I just been wanting one for a while. Once, uh, once. Especially like you know how Paul and those got hogs back on their property. Oh yeah. Just to go out there at night and do a little hog killing. I'm a uh, speaking of thermal. Would love to do some hog killing. Speaking of thermal and hog killing, I'm actually uh, fixing to start pushing to get my suppressor permit here soon. It's n- actually not too hard. Yeah, no. I talked to somebody in uh, at Buckmasters. Uh, they're out of Ohio, and I can't remember what they were called. I think I took a picture of it, but. He, he basically said, like, on their website, it'll help you. Mm-hmm. The worst thing is having to wait. Precision Tactical precision tactical will walk you through the whole process. Yeah. Now, a lot of people don't like dealing with them. Uh, everyone has a preference. I don't really mind any of them. Uh, any of the guns. I like all the there. guys. Yeah. So, if you got a suppressor, what gun you put in? What gun are you oh, My 300 Blackout's getting it. Good God. 300 Blackout ain't even a big bullet. It's like a 150-grain bullet with a 7.62 bullet. I don't know, I kind of been on this TikTok trend on watching them suppress, like, coyotes and pigs Dude. and stuff. Have y'all seen that those guys on TikTok that are pig hunting with that Gatling gun? Oh, my God. That mounted to the back. Those guys have brass nuts, and they are cool. Yeah. I, asp- I aspire to be like those guys. Could you imagine just riding through a field <laughs> all night? <laughs> what is No. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, they're cutting dude, grass, pigs, ridiculous. trees. Everything. Yeah. Please tell me y'all y'all, uh, y'all seen the video back in the day the dude blew up the pig with the tenor, right? Oh, yeah, and that sucker flew like 100 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. That was when, like, tenor, right, was, like, the like yeah. just starting. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm down to go do some hog hunting. I mean, the last time I went was with uh, you and Cameron. Yeah. 
I've I got to get my six five done. And then uh, what? Cameron shot that one. I mean, they were found it for the next day. It went like what twenty yards? No, actually, I shot that one. I think, I think what? I know which one you're talking about. At the H plot, not the H plot, the big plot. Yeah, the big that was that was me. I shot the day before my AR, and uh, me and Larry had both walked right by it and never seen it. Like literally, I bet if one of us would have fell over, we would have landed on it. We were so close and never saw it. Well, you got to think too; those fields were already planted and stuff. Yeah. So they're all high, full of protein and. Um, Some of the biggest deer I've seen has been hog hunting out there, and good gracious. <laughs> some, of the deer I've, some of the deer I've seen, some of the deer I've seen mounted oh, in there, dude, at the camp that, oh, yeah. that were killed there but aren't there anymore because they got shipped to Edwin's home or whoever killed them's home. Holy crap, dude. He had a role where he had. There, I mean, there's some a, good ones in the, the camp house there. He, he's got one he killed with a bow that was a record. Yeah, he, and you know where he shot it? He shot it 100 yards from that building on in the middle of the road. Literally, he was walking down there to one little it, tree stand. It wasn't on the road because his little tree hut was like a little platform with a with like a lunchroom chair from back in the day. <laughs> I seen it. Jesus. Because like, if you look across that same plot, he's got a shooting house. Yeah. One of... One of the best hunts I've ever been on was with Jack, and all we killed was a doe. Those fields are nice though. Those plots. Ooh. Oh yeah, dude. We weren't back there. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, we were literally sitting there. We heard turkeys gobble, wood, wood ducks, ducks fly over everywhere, us and killed a deer. It's like it's like the it's just dude. A, it was a, the perfect like, morning. Everything. And what was weird is these turkeys are gobbling. When was that? When did we go? This was in like December, right? Something like that. And it was cold. Like, and these tur- cold. I mean, fired up, dude. Yeah, these turkeys were gobbling their head off. And we, uh, they had to have been wild turkeys because nobody lives within a mile of where we were. There's more than that. The, clo- the closest building the closest is the racetrack, and it's directly across the river. No, nah, cl- well, yeah, that could be the closest, but the, really the closest part where – the camp is mm-hmm. is like that brick building which used to be like the bloody bucket back in the day. I have no idea what that is, but I'll go with it. <laughs> so look, you know when you cross the Love River Bridge, you know that first house oh, to yeah, the right? Yeah, yeah. You know that brick building? Mm-hmm. That was a bar back in the day. I don't think it was called that. It was called the bloody bucket. I thought it was just like Yellow River Barn or something or no, something. A bloody bucket. And let me tell you something, Paul Paul and Uncle Donald <laughs> ran through that place. He used to tear it up. Well, Uncle Donald, you know, was a gangster. I didn't know that. Hmm. He had a had a scar going across his neck. Okay, nice. Well, um, he was like Sopranos before the Sopranos. I don't think they were ever down here. No, they weren't. But he was like, he was like, oh, 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 I got what you're saying. But yeah, no, that was a good, that was a good hunt. I mean, I never thought in a million years I could hear turkeys gobble like. Uh, you know, obviously a turkey can gobble anytime. Miles away. But like fired up gobbling. All like, around like, us. Like, like more yeah, than. Heard like three or four. If I had a mouth call, I could have got them to us. We could have killed a turkey that morning. Obviously it wasn't in season, but we could have killed one. And We've seen easily a hundred ducks. Oh yeah. Easily. Ducks all over. We even heard a beaver behind us. A beaver. Down in the river. Yeah, there's a beaver back in that swamp. The kind that lives in the woods and eats trees, Dylan. Um, and <laughs> killed a deer. 
Saw a bunch of does actually. But yeah, we were uh, we actually had two tags to shoot two does, and uh, we sat there and had like five or six come in, and we're like, all right, yeah, we're fixing it. Yeah, you, you know, pick one, I'll pick one. We'll we picked our deer. Like we had our deer picked out, had the guns picked up and everything, and we just sat there watching them, and then yeah. they all just dipped out except for one. I'm like, well, okay, you asked for it. Took a little dirt nap, huh? Yeah, I filmed. Yeah. I filmed it on my phone. Uh, but he's got some of those plots, man, that he has are super nice. Oh yeah, especially the ones that are closer to the building are like nice, fire. really well done. Up. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, now, the, I will have one. I like on the ones. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool that Paul Paul gets to go back there and gets to like maintain it and like gets to yeah plan everything. If if AYA doesn't work out. And like this doesn't become a full time job for me. Managing a property or something like doing ma- property management or like working on a ranch for hunting, not like a which is crazy because like he's got no fence anywhere. No, he doesn't need them. He's got so much he's, property he's and so much food 11, in the property. He's got eleven thousand acres. Of you, you know whatever. how many tons of corn he puts out? A lot. He doesn't even hardly put corn out. He more or less just plants the fields, and he makes his. He makes money off of his own companies. He cuts his own trees with his lo- with the logging company he owns and sells the properties to himself, to his uh, project manager. His, uh, oh, what's the... Uh, realtor? Not even a realtor. It's like... What, I know are, the, what I, are those people that build the subdivisions? What's their job title? Like a... Just a builder, like a, or a well, I mean, G- GC, he, a general I mean, contractor. He, he built the plantation right here. Yeah, he sells the land that he owns to himself and builds the houses. The man's not an idiot. Sells them to himself and sells them to people. So he is constant revenue. I think at one time he was telling Paul Paul and Glenn that he put out 64 tons of corn. I don't I don't doubt it. Not only that, but every, every food plot has got... Something planted in it. Whether it be chufies or soybeans or clover, clover, radishes, collards. I've seen it all. But I wonder what he puts into those food troughs because he's got those things piled full he's, tight. I too. think he's got Protein, a, I'm pretty he's sure. got a supplier somewhere. I'm sure out of uh, how many food plots do you think he has? I, I know of twenty hundreds. Probably I know twenty for sure. He's. I'm sure he's got his few. Like over there, um, I know he's got some across the bridge. On the other side of the bridge, by the rail, by the racetrack, uh, where that little horse farm is. Yeah. So like, when you go across the bridge, that first road to the right, Mm -hmm. he's got plots and all that all back there. Mm -hmm. But he's pretty cool. I mean, I've never never met him. You don't see him a whole lot, but he, I mean, he's had Governor uh, um, President Bush's brother down there turkey hunting. Dang. Jeb. He's a big he's a big turkey hunter. Ain't oh he? yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. He, I think that's what he likes most. When um turkey the turkeys on that property are crazy. For Florida turkeys, they are loaded. That and, is exactly yeah. why we can't go fishing at the pond. When <laughs> when turkey season when deer season is coming to a close and he's starting to get ready for turkey season, he shuts the deer hunting down early so that he can start preparing for turkey hunting and he shuts that whole thing down. Besides he, a couple to areas. just him. To him and whoever he allows to come on. Like yeah. uh, two two or three years. I think it might have been two years ago. He let me come on there for one day. Hmm. And I got a, I got three shots at three turkeys. My gun didn't go off for two, and I missed one. 
Dang. But yeah, the pond <sighs> he's got the pond that's really nice too. Yeah. Got some monster fish in it. Yeah, well, not so much anymore because one of his ex employees let his two punk sons go fish it and they would literally fish it all day, go home for a couple hours, come back and fish it at night. And his dad was really big on the keep everything you catch and we'll just put it in the freezer. So they just emptied yeah. that pond out. I bet there's still some there's still fish. there's still fish in there, but I don't know. There's one time we caught a brim and I had the brim dangling off the dock. Like a three pound bass coming and just took it. About took the pole in the water. Mm. I caught my PB crappie out of there. I never caught a crappie out of there. It was uh twenty and a quarter inches. Jesus. I caught some uh, little little pollywogs. A crappie? Yeah, oh yeah. Twenty inches long. <laughs> I caught it on a I caught it on a uh half ounce chatterbait. And oh he my had it gosh. he had it choked. Holy cow. See, I never caught a crappie. That is a big ass crappie. I caught I've caught some big bass and some brim and some polywogs. I've went I uh and, my a, tu- first, and a turtle. My first traumatic fishing experience I like turtles. <laughs> was in I like turtles. That, was in that pond. I was in a P row by what? myself. Oh, I thought this is when you and Garrett went out there. No. Uh I was in a P row by myself and I was in the very back of the pond. It's very stumpy, you know. Uh, it's a man-made pond, so it's flooded timber in the very back. Mm. And uh, there's a duck blind back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got got blown up. I was throwing a top wire. I don't remember what I was throwing. Now it's been eight or nine years ago. Set the hook, and the pier moved because you know it's a hundred-pound boat. It floats pretty easy. And I hit a stump, flipped it, sunk all my rods, lost a whole bunch of gear, sunk my phone. Somehow got it to work, and made a phone call to get Paul Paul to come out there and bring a John boat to come get me out because I was on the other side of the pond with, you know. Did you get your poles back? With the alligators. I got, I got one pole back, and I lost everything else. I lost probably $400 worth of gear back. Are there any gators in there? I've seen many. I've never seen a big one. The biggest one I've ever seen was maybe like five foot, but mm-hmm. beavers and otters have always been the biggest problem because it's so close to the river. Yeah. I went by and got there with the thermal and blasting one. Trust me, I've already, tr- I've one already, I've already tried that with uh, otter and beaver. Uh, you gotta have permits for all that stuff. Yeah, trappers, trappers are gonna be your easiest way to get that. Um, that's no fun. I'm gonna trap him and blow his face off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've already tried that with Glenn and Edwin. They uh, they like their, they like to let their uh trappers do all that, killing gators, killing lame anything. Let me tell you something. I go fishing, I catch a gator. You ain't knowing about it. Well, a lot of people know about it now because yep. you just. Uh, I was about to say now we know about it. Publicly said it over the internet for anybody in the planet to listen to. Yep. They don't know where I'm going. I'm gonna wrestle like Steve Irwin, but he didn't even get killed <laughs> we, by us. We've by we've said Edwin's name about twelve times. You right. I think they'll 13. narrow it down. You right. Uh, so, but on another note, well, so what kind of rifles did I shoot? Hang on. On a serious note, can you hear me a beer out there? <laughs> Bear me. Good morning, Vietnam. Bro, why does this fucking light work? You can just hand it to us. Bro, my light does work. It does every now and then. It sticks. Yeah, it just, yeah. You need to spit on it. Over to the right. There you go. I don't know why I just said that, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Ooh, that did not feel good on the staples. I just dropped my headphones right 
on that. Bush. Natural. So anyways, back to my question. What kind of rifle does everybody shoot? Uh, depends on what we're what what we're hunting. Deer. Deer. Because I know you got more than one. I am the proud owner of thirty-one guns as of a, as a twenty-one-year-old. Um, a lot of them inherited or gifts. Um, but I do a lot of my hunting with a two seventy. But it was a graduation gift from my dad, and it's an extremely good-looking gun. It is. And that the one that you shot that over? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Remington 700 BDL. And uh, I'm like extremely scared to drop it and break it or put a nice scratch or something on it. So I've converted to hunting with a 300 blackout is what I'm going to hunt with all year. Uh, yep. I just stick with my 25 out six. I got a Ruger 308. For for a for a clearance for everyone listening to this, Dylan probably hasn't shot a deer in like fifteen years. Yeah. Um actually. Nope. No, nope. I'm, I'm so six, Don't say it. Sixteen. We're not window shopping. No, I'm not. Fourteen. Fourteen years. I shot seven in one week. Actually. How old are you? Thirty one. That's kind of you be said sixteen? Yeah. That's fifteen years. Whatever. I That's gotta La- be illegal. I, I went to Laurel Hill. Um yeah. Actually, that. we all went to Laurel Hill. Speaking of deer, deer quantities and bagging limits, do y'all know that Florida, we only have six doe days? Yes. That is dumb. You there are it, does you know, everywhere. You know what's even better? You know when it's black powder season? Because, no. I mean, y'all don't shoot black powder, do y'all? Mm. But technically you do. My rifle's black powder. I thought I, I thought about no. getting into black powder hunting. It's not. To my standards. You're, just because your gun has powder in it. That's not black powder, though. Powder? That's just gunpowder. Gunpowder, black powder, white powder. It don't matter. It, <laughs> Got to be a uh, manual loaded Yeah, that's a muzzle loader. fire. Technically, it is manually loaded. Yeah. It's not a capsule fire, though. If they don't know, they won't hurt. Again, you just told everybody. You know, I feel, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm talking to Langston right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, guys. We should get Langston talking on here. to a five-year-old because Langston has some stories to tell. It might be a little. Scary. You wouldn't know what he would say. I can't understand him half the time. Yeah, but you want to talk about it? Would it? It would be good. My daddy. He would snatch the mic into the floor and yeah. everyone stomp would on it or something. Blow their eardrums. Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin. But uh, yes, so they changed. What was that like? That was probably like five years ago. They changed the doe days from one solid week, Saturday to Sunday. To, uh, or no? You only get two days. You get two days during Thanksgiving, don't you? You get the weekend after Thanksgiving, the weekend before Christmas, and the weekend after Christmas. That's your six doe days for rifle. Now you can kill does any day during archery season, but you can still only kill two does a year. That is the part that I think is stupid. I don't really care about the days because I archery hunt. I have plenty of days. Um, Especially in Florida, because even, so many, even during gun season, you can hunt with uh, a rifle or anything less powered. So you can hunt yeah. with a bow throughout yeah. the season. But, but still, bucks only unless it's doe day weekend. But my problem is there's too many does around. I almost hit a doe driving to your parents' house a little bit ago. Like I seen the, four on the way here. Yeah, and it's, the, it's the a does, eight minute ride. Yeah, the does are outrageous here, and it it what it needs to be is like Alabama. 
I agree with only three bucks a year. I agree with that. Um, and honestly, I agree with only five deer a year if, if that's the case. But it needs to be either <coughs> three bucks or five does, like as many does as you want, but only up to three bucks. Because honestly, nobody needs more than five deer. Like even these little baby Florida deer we have, you don't need to kill more than five of them. If you need that much meat, you need to cut back on how many family members you have living with you. Or how many kids you got. Yeah, because I killed one deer last year and made it all into smoked sausage. And we still have like more than half of what we got. And we cook that stuff religiously. So Like religiously. How many do tags do you think everyone goes through or has a year? Each family member, each member on the property, the workers. I had 50 to play with last year. That's just you. That's just me. I'm just saying. Well, me and Cameron, quote unquote, but Cameron was offshore. So pretty much just me. So, I mean, if you think about it, he's probably got, what, 60 doe tags? Probably 200. I mean, he's got so much land. You know, I, I bet they go off of the land that you have. So, if you're doing deprivation tags for like 400, 450 acres, you'd probably get 20, 30 doe tags because that's, I would think that's like the uh, reasonable herd to be living on that kind of land. So, I mean, in order to kill that many does, you have to be out there every day. Well, when you have deprivation tags, you're selling crop or you're, I don't I don't know how Edwin. Managing properties. Managing property. You know, you got to manage your property. You got to keep track of it. I mean, yeah, because he manages all the food plots. So, I mean, think about it. Turkeys, hogs. And he's got uh, predator problems. Does he? Mm-hmm. He's got a coyote overrun right now. It's bad. Bro, speaking of that, I want to go shoot coyotes. But I really want to shoot pigs out of a helicopter. That would be fun. That would be fun. I mean, you ever watch Ted Nugent do it? I don't know why. He makes it look so cool. I've never seen Ted Nugent shoot a pig out of a... Really? The pig, yeah. man, the pig man is the way to go. Oh, yeah. That's one. That's what we said last week. That was, if I had to choose one person to hunt with, it would be him. Pig man. Um... <laughs> Dap likes to shoot him in the face. I think I'd rather hunt with Dap though. Dap just like makes him take a dirt nap. <laughs> Those dudes with that freaking Gatling gun make him take dirt naps. Well, that too. Dude, that that is so crazy to me. And then they have like that one dude with a suppressed AR, like that the, on uh, cleanup crew. The uh, the suppressed uh, semi-automatic shotgun. Oh yeah, like the Sentinel. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just got like a. A 30 drum. Just lay in waste. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pigs are probably the worst thing you could ever get on a farm. Yeah. Uh, I, I seen a YouTube video. They killed 100 in one day. Oh, easy. Uh, you got like Texas or like any of those big ranches. And but it's crazy because they're all in a helicopter and they got guys that go out there to pick them up. Sometimes, Most of the time they some leave people are Some people are open. Like some of those guys are open. Like if you want to go back and get some, you know, we're more than... More, be more than happy to go get them, but see the YouTube video I watched. They shot them and then they gave the meat away. A lot of those people just leave them laying there because yeah. they're too they're, big. They're that or they're feeding coyotes and bobcats, buzzards. You know they're they're going to be recycled back, just like any other dead pig would be. Yep. But um, nothing like a fresh pork chop. Excuse me. So enough about hunting. Let's talk about your first casino trip. Not bad. Yeah, Jackie Boy just turned 21 about two months ago. Uh, it wasn't bad. 
a lot more crackheads than I was expecting. Jesus. For Biloxi. <laughs> Well, um, I was asked for money quite often. Can you help me financially? <laughs> uh, I was asked if I had weed. Hey, in, in the lobby, right in front of security and everything. And I was like, no, no, I have a job. <laughs> She'd been like, my cousin's brother's sister's wife is down around the corner. <laughs> Go ask them. Um, Overall, not a bad experience, but I don't know. It's not something I'm crazy for. I don't know. I lost nine hundred dollars. I didn't lose nothing. Shoot. I came. I came home with a hundred dollars. I lost nine hundred. See, that's why I'm not going to the casino. I ain't got nine hundred to lose. I didn't really either, but I was playing and I was drinking. And the more you drink, the better you think you're going to win. I had one beer that. That's why drinks are free. Exactly. I had one beer that weekend. I definitely thought you was going to get towed up from the floor up after that Osaka trip. No, but I think that probably did you in for about a week and a half. He was tore up. Oh, oh white yeah. girl wasted out. That was dude. Obvious. When Keith bought us those freaking Grand Marnier shots, Ugh. dude, it was it was in a warm glass, warm uh, whiskey, and it's and probably warm and it's hot too. Oh yeah, like they had just came out of the dishwasher, so they were still hot, and the the liquor itself was room temp. Yeah, mm. that. Burnt going yeah, down. That one was. I tell you what, you want to feel something that burns? There's white lightning in that fridge right there. I'm good. It actually ain't that bad. Lane, that's that. Lane, that's that. Uh, Lane will be. He comes over here and does his little breadstick trick, and his moonshine from there on yeah. out. Moonshine and homemade wine. He leaves it here every single Friday. time. Every time. And he'll look. He'll text me like, "Hey man, can I come get that?" Hey man, I need to stop by. What? No, I'm just. I'm just curious what you uh, what you're looking at over there. It's just the tracks. Um, I can see how loud everybody is. I've been trying to get Jared to get the casino with me in that. No, more. I don't have money. I Bro, don't have that kind of money. Take a hundred dollars to play the nickel machine. Yeah, but then a hundred turns to a hundred and fifty, and then a hundred and fifty turns to three hundred, and then three hundred <laughs> turns to six hundred, and before I know it, I'm drunk throwing money at people. Like, look, I'm not a big bother like you my throw dad money is. at me. I'll be, I'll be, yeah, I tell you what. I tell you what, there's nothing better than that platinum room Dad had at Hard Rock. That, <laughs> that room was nice. That, that was like that right there was a, a apartment. It was a nice room. Hey, you know what was even better? Remember those two chicks in the orange, orange stuff at the pool, the, the waiters. Oh uh, no. Yeah, you do. Why are you lying? I'm trying to get you embarrassed right now. Because I have a girlfriend and I'm I'm loyal to my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, Dylan gets me in trouble enough with Gabby with me being on, involuntary uh, speaking of Gabby she asked me to speak about her uh, what, what shall we talk about her the fact that she's going to Alabama just rubs me the wrong way uh, you know why because she's smarter it, than you to put no because I don't like roll tide to put it out right. there she didn't want to go to college at all but uh, I think I think her Going to Alabama was a good was a good choice. I think it helped you all in the long run. Um, so the question is, when are you going back up there? I'm actually going Thursday because I have I have training for work in Jackson. I have a paid for hotel room for three days. Mm. And no, mm. I'm not bringing you with me. Uh, so I'm stopping by Tuscaloosa to see her for a day or two, and then going to Jackson. To do my training. Going to Jackson. 
But um, do you ever heard Johnny Cash? No. Oh yeah 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 I know what you're talking about. Sorry. Hey, can you tell him to hook us up with some tickets just so I can say I've been to Brian Denny Stadium? She uh she no, that she made that a she is very rule. clear. She is not buying anybody tickets no matter what. She's not she's not buying tickets. <sighs> she also said that it doesn't work like that. She doesn't get a student discount. No, um, they don't. You she you, pays. You can, she can get a student ticket. Yeah, she can get a student ticket and sit in the student section. But I wonder if there's anybody in Alabama that looks like me. Probably not. They got no teeth. Bro, nobody looks like you. And I got teeth. Nobody has been. Dude, have you ever been to the university? Unblessed. I've been to much. Auburn University. Have you been to Alabama University? No. It is a very well-kept school and a lot of really, really nice vehicles and a lot of rich kids. So is Auburn. I was going to say, you need to go to Auburn. Yeah. I tell Auburn's you Auburn's campus, like, I have taken multiple Alabama fans, like Florida State, like Florida fans, everybody to Auburn, and they all say that that's their favorite campus. Now, when I went and seen, I was going to a race up there in uh, Phoenix City, and me and a friend stopped by and seen Dylan. He took us around the campus. That place right there was nice. Oh, it's nice. Real nice. It is nice. And like, they're doing was, nothing but building more and more and more. Because it's so big. Yeah. It, it. That's the thing about Auburn. Auburn, like the campus itself is huge. Um. So now that we're easing into the hunting seasons, how was y'all's uh, fishing expeditions this year? I only been twice. I was. fishing expedition. I only went once with this one guy, and we went into the harbor and about got struck by lightning. Don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> I went twice and saw the biggest black drum I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was either I was either working whenever I was going during the week, like Cameron would be going to Baytown. I'd be in there working. I see him out there. <laughs> I'd go in there and talk to him and he's fishing. I'm like, all right, I got to turn some people's gas off now and leave. I went a lot. So speaking of that, you had a you had a John boat, right? Mm, the old the old skit getter. And then you sold it, and what you got now? I have a 2006 17 foot tournament Mitzi skiff. It's a flats boat. Um, it's a great boat. You got big money. You should have went newer. Well, when a brand new one's sixty thousand um, dollars, yeah, the kind of boat that he wanted, <laughs> yeah, I would have bought used too. <laughs> so, do you like that boat, or do you miss your no, John boat? I don't miss my John boat because to I went put from, in reference, his John boat was like a fifteen foot, forty eight inch wide, with a pull start twenty five with no trim. So it sounded like a little weed eater motor. No, oh no, no. I mean, it, it would do everything you needed. It just needed more. Like it, it, needed wasn't a, it needed a trim package, and it needed this. It wasn't enough that. for me. I yeah. mean, it was a nice boat, and I, I beat on it pretty good. Yeah, and it it took it. I mean, me and and it. I mean, it get, would get you where you're going in a decent time too, because like me and Jack were both in it, and I'm a rather large fellow. <laughs> Bro, you're not you're not large. You're big bowler. I'm large, handsome. And, you're handsome and uh, you're real pretty. Me and Jack were going. What what did we hit? Like 27 going down river that day. Something like that. So, I mean, we, uh, yeah, it's your turn. You got to get a boat. I'm too broke, bro. That's what I thought, too. Um, No, I definitely. Speaking you of can way, always be more broke. I, I could, but when are you moving in that can save money? I don't know. I definitely want to go. Hopefully soon. I definitely want to get another John boat. 
of some assortment, like a little beater. I was just about to say, if I was you, I would get like a... But if I'm getting another John boat or an aluminum boat, I'm getting one with a mud motor. Oh, 100%. And I'm going to raise hell on it. Absolutely. Why is mud motor is so loud? Oof. That thing Son. is fast, though, for a mud for motor. For a mud motor, yes. Because of that camping saw we did, we stayed the camera. When you can hear them from the, from the boat the, ramp, from the boat ramp, three oh, yeah. miles away. Oh yeah, you could hear my truck from the boat ramp too. Yeah, we won't go in that detail in that story. Yeah, we better not talk about that. <laughs> I mean, if we had coal here, we could. No, nah, we wouldn't talk about it then either. Um. Anyway, I mean, I I do miss the boat sometimes because I could, you know, dump it in the water and pull it out, and not have to worry about washing it. Having a white boat is meticulous. You have to constantly clean it. Well. Because if you don't, it'll stain. I have stains on the, my deck, on my on my boat deck, just for clarification, if anyone misheard. Um, <laughs> uh, what did he say? That I have acid washed and sun bleached and all that scrubbed and pressure washed, and they will not come out. Uh, so you gotta you gotta stay on top of it, owning a white boat. That's that's my only complaint of owning a bay boat. Prodigy just came out with a uh, a skiff and I want one but of course they're like 50 grand Jesus um, boats are not cheap no especially the ones that I like yeah uh, but I, I have thought about trading mine in on a newer one but like 2007s are like 20 grand and 2008s are like 25,000 yeah they just keep going up yeah yeah but it has it's a console drive you know, electric trim, key start, lights all over it, mm-hmm. drafts five inches with two people, a cooler and fully loaded. It's got rod holders, trolling motor, all that fun stuff. Didn't y'all y'all two went fishing for redfish, didn't y'all? Yeah. Did y'all catch anything? Me, him and Gabby. No, it was it was <laughs> we did about a freaking three hundred uh what were those? That you caught cast net? Oh, uh Pinfish. Pinfish, yeah. All Call about all, 300 pinfish. All I remember is getting to see the video off of Snapchat, and there was pinfish everywhere. Oh, dude, the whole bottom of that boat was full. Jack, what size was that, 10 foot? It was a 10 foot. No. He threw a 10 foot cast net uh, up under or like up under some like lights and in where a boat would normally be parked. And uh, funny enough, like we were talking about it, like trotting through, because pretty much that whole, the whole harbor is like a no-wake zone. And so we're just like putting through there. And the whole way over there, we're just, like, chit-chatting about, like, Jack messing up on this cast net throw and this and that. And he's like, oh, no, I'm good, I'm good. And we get over here, and sure enough, there's, like, 14, 15, 16 people standing there. And we pull up, and Jack's getting this cast net ready. And they all stop what they're doing, and they're watching. It's, I, it's, it's something to watch. Like, at any fishing pier you see, if someone's throwing a cast net, people are stop watching. And watch. Yeah. It is something, because everyone wants to see the mess up. Someone wants to see you flop. And mess it up so you know they can through an absolute dime though i'm talking about like perfect open circle like a dime and all these people like all these tourists are like huh because if, if anybody's wondering where we're talking about we're talking about in destin florida the which destin is a, harbor in in the harbor the which largest, is behind the largest fishing fleet it's, it's on the behind planet. like yeah. um harbor Walk village yeah, so it's behind Coyote Ugly. It's behind all the big restaurants, Tail Fins, all these big restaurants down Margaritaville. there. Margaritaville. Yeah, like R.I.P. This Jimmy is Buffett. the yeah R.I.P. to the Jimmy Man. Um, this is literally like the spot that tourists go 
when they come to Florida. Crab Besides, Island. like, yeah, yeah, we're literally two miles from Crab Island, a mile, if that, Maybe a mile. if that, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, you're you're down there with tourists, and there's constantly people. Like, we had these guys um, from Louisiana come over there and talk to us for like 20 minutes while we're trying to pull these 150 freaking pinfish out of this cast net. And I mean, there's just people from all over just walking by. I mean, they're looking at all the boats because, like, like Jack said, that's the biggest fishing fleet in in the U.S. on the planet. On we're the planet, the, we're yeah. the largest. Like Destin is known for some of the best fishing. Yeah, they're fishing tournaments. Or the it's the largest fishing fleet of the fishing capital. I think I think it's bouncing off of Mexico, having the fishing capital of the world right now. But we're definitely the largest fleet. I think. Yeah, there's a lot of damn fishing boats back there. Uh, I went on one. Oh, sweet Jody, that's a good boat. That's one of them big like commercial like they have like twenty thirty rods all the way around the boat. Oh yeah. yeah, those Vikings and uh, the Valhalla's and stuff. You see, you know, twenty rods on the back, but they have compartments in those boats, like hidden that you have to get into that are slap full of rods. They, I bet, ninety percent of those boats have over a hundred rods on them. And what's crazy, and I didn't know this until like I got a little bit older, but like. The cheapest reel some of those boats probably have is like three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, that's the reel. Oh yeah, not the rod, not the tackle setup, like just the reel alone, and that's a cheap one. I'm talking oh, about yeah. like that's the one they catch bait fish with to start. But those deep sea rods, like the big ones, those are like thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollar reels easily. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. But like fishing for a living is probably really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really. Like, I mean, you're. Hey, let's see. Have you ever watched like the Wicked Tuna online or the Wicked Tuna TV yeah. show? Like, you know, those guys go out there and fish for weeks at a time to make a living for a whole well, year. Well, that's like uh, just recently in the the big Marlin tournament or the oh, man, whatever over there. The one that won like $3 million uh, and they got DQ'd? Yeah, yeah. The one in... Uh, South Carolina, right? No, the one over in Orange Beach. They The big one over there in Orange Beach, a boat came in with what would have been the record for their tournament. And would have won them the whole entire thing. And it uh, basically the way that tournament works is if that fish, if the fish gets attacked by a shark, if the fish gets damaged on the retrieve into the boat, if it gets damaged on the way in, like anything that like is not natural from that fish. Mutilation that, of game fish. Huh? Mutilation of game fish. Yeah. Anything that like didn't happen just in that fish's natural life will DQ them, and they caught like an eight hundred pound marlin, like the record marlin for that tournament, and they got DQ'd because yeah, it yeah. got bit by a shark. It was like a three hundred. It was a three hundred million. It was three. It was a three million dollar win. Purse. He's a seven million dollar bull rider. Oh, dude, I'm so disappointed he had to retire. Me too. Um. I don't know, I always wanted to go marlin fishing, but you got to be in shape for that thing. Go what? Marlin. Um, I mean, it's definitely a it's definitely a fight. Yeah, and I mean, you, but it's not, uh, but it's a not, lot of times, not, big not, big fish like that, you'll get in the fighting chair. Or, and I'm not saying that's like super easy then, but like, I mean, there and and normally those fish like you can fight those for hours, and so normally like you're passing that rod off to people too. And so you're past that. I'll tell you what, you think you got to be in shape to do that? Go out on Sweet Jody and fish for, you know, five hours, what? dropping down, reeling up, dropping down, reeling up. When you're pulling up like 
30 ounces of weight every time and then sometimes fish. We're not going to talk about the trip I just took. What trip did you take? Oh, go I catch did. your little baby trout? Yeah, I just got back from North Carolina to catch brook trout. And uh, it was a 10-mile hike, round trip over two ridges. No. To uh, catch fish as big as your hand. You know you know what kind of hike I want to take? To my fridge and get a Mick Ultra. Do you have some? No. Or Natty Light. So why, why, I mean, why are you teasing us like that, bro? I'm good. That's the last one, so it's either take it or leave it. I'm leaving it. Okay, then. Don't talk about wanting to walk to your fridge to get a beer. No, I'm just saying in general. I'm talking about, you know, if I want to walk to my fridge. Oh, yeah. Or to the snack drawer and get a, you know, fruit snack. Hey, yo. You got fruit snacks, bro? Oh, I got a whole box of fruit snacks behind uh, the deck right now. Is, are those things of Vienna sausages, too? It those is. Are the, oh, I, dude, I, Vienna's I, are the best. Bro, you get you, you, get you uh, a smoked Vienna on a, oh, on a saltine dude. cracker? Mm. i tell you what's even better. I just went to Duck all, hunting. Eticacy right there. Yeah, dude. Is eticacy a word? Yeah, sure. It's fine. Yeah. It is on my podcast. <laughs> ain't nobody gonna tell me it ain't. Have you seen those some of those duck blinds are like um dude, they're like whole, cooking breakfast and they're like no. buildings in the ground. Not even cooking breakfast. Like you go down and they got a TV, buck oh, yeah. and like it's full fledged like stay two weeks in that bad boy. Mm-hmm. That's down. out that's but out there. The only like thing the I did not ever see was a toilet. Oh, they oh, probably they, had that. They too. got one. I bet yeah. they got. One. Right, let me tell you You imagine eating some greasy food out there for two, for about three or four days. Ah, the bubble guts. That's dude, nasty, dude. There's nothing better. The than, bubble than like, the bubble guts. No, like when you when you go on a camping trip to hunt or to fish or whatever you do, you wake up and you make that campsite breakfast sausage. Oh, oh you yeah. cannot oh, beat dude. it. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, that was that was like when we like, took Cameron's bachelor trip. We cooked those steaks. Yes. Oh yeah. And those hot You're dogs. You're welcome. That's the Jeremy, Jeremy throw it down on by the campfire, bro. Oh yeah, I am a camp chef. Whenever we go, Jeremy's an all time cook. He comes to my house, he cook. I don't mm-hmm. cook. I yeah. love cooking. I, I like, like cooking. I think yeah. that I think I got that from dad. Cause what are you dad trying to cook tonight? I got food I'll in there. Some. I got food in there. What you got? Eggs, bacon, jalapeno, and cheddar sausage. Yeah, we'll do a little post podcast cooking. But, um, but yeah, like uh, only thing I'll I tell you probably one of my to drink. Damn. I'll tell you probably one of the, like, best things I've ever cooked camping besides the steak. The steak was, to me, mid. Yeah, because... But because uh, we, we were cooking it on that flat top and it got so greasy and, and nasty. It was too like, small. Yeah, it was too small. It was, the, that, the, and, and the biggest thing with, like, steak is you got to have, like, good heat, too. And that one was just kind of hard to, like, keep temperature right, especially for Cameron's steak. Yeah, you're either, too, like, you're either too hot they or you're Cameron too cold. That, yeah, they got him that big-ass tomahawk. And... He, you, it, it's hard to cook a tomahawk when all you're doing is searing the outside. So the outside's fucking charred and Speaking you barely get it. Speaking of steaks, how you like your steak cooked? Medium rare, dude. How you like your steak cooked? It depends on the steak. Okay. That that Me- is a, that is a medium or medium rare. If I'm eating a smaller steak, I want it more rare. But if I'm eating a a bigger steak. Yeah. A little bit like, less rare. Like rib, for me. like ribeyes, t bones, porterhouses, medium. New York strip, fillets, oh, medium no. rare. T bones, pork out. It's gotta be medium rare. So when I can cut it with a spoon, it just juices the blood. Your your eight your eight to twelve ounce steaks for me, medium rare. But when you get above like sixteen or eighteen ounces, I want it a little less rare. Yeah. Well, and two, a lot I, of times, a lot I'm of gonna... times, like at steakhouses or wherever you're getting it from, you've got like. If I'm not cooking it, like if I go to a steakhouse, I'm telling people medium all day long. 
Because nine times out of ten, it's they're gonna be not going to cook. It's it. going to be wrong regardless. Yeah. So just tell them medium, and if they go medium well or medium rare, I'm still good. I'll still eat it. I will not eat a well-done steak. First of all, I'm not going to go to Ruth Chris or some steakhouse a la carte and spend $80 on a steak for it to be messed up. Ruth Chris? Well, and steakhouses like that are a little bit different. I'm talking about like your Logan's, your Longhorn's, like the the chain steakhouses. Outback. Yeah. Yeah, the the chain steakhouses. They just have a guy back there named Ricky that just come off the street and he just got let out of jail and is just throwing meat on a grill. You know, those I'm 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 gonna be a little bit more particular on. But uh, Ruth Chris, I've been there a few times. I've heard it's via good. via my boss. Um, Dude, I tell you a better steakhouse on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, Dickie Brennan's. Screw your story, Jack. Best steakhouse I've ever been to was Tico's Steakhouse in uh, Richland, Mississippi. Best steak I, steakhouse I've ever been to was my house. Daddy Dean's. No. My steaks are better than Dad. No. Really? We're going to have to. Yeah. Uh, we need a podcast to. Um, Watch Dean cook. To test that. We're going to have to test that. Okay. Get Dad on the podcast. <laughs> um, I have a question for you, though. What? What is a, a uh, method of hunting or fishing that you have yet to do that you want to do? Oh, um, like fishing, nothing like I've, I have no, like the, I know you, you're big into fly fishing. Like I don't really have a preference. No, like I don't have like a drive in me to be like, yeah, I want to go fly fishing. Like what the trip you just took, like, yeah, I'm sure it was awesome and a great I, trip. But I, like, I live. How many like trips that. have you and Larry taken up there? Hey, it's my turn. Talk cracker. My bad. You can't say that. Oh, I can. It's my podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Um, uh, but no, uh, like, uh, fly, like fly fishing and like those little like creek trips and whatever, like those aren't like on my list. Like I've done some saltwater fishing. Like if I was to say anything fishing, yeah, I really don't like have one fishing wise hunting wise. Um, I, I don't know. Like, there's species that I want to hunt, but like, a, as far as like a style of hunting, spot and stalk pronghorn is a big dream for me. Do spot I? and stalk, spot and stalk pronghorn. Yeah, spot and stalk uh, elk and moose and stuff is like mine, like the big game. Um, a a big one for me that I've I used to not think I'd ever want to do, but the more I see it, the more I want to try it. Shooting a bear? No, and that is uh, saddle hunting. Oh yeah, that's like seems, as far as style, like seems style like a lot of hunting, like and my concern with it is that I'm a bigger guy. But the more I've looked into it, the more I've listened to it. Like even big, like big guys do it too, you know. So um, I think I would like to do that. Um, but as far as like dream hunt, it's a hundred percent Alaskan moose archery hunt. That's mine. Oh no, I want to go kill a water buffalo. I don't know why. So uh, Gabby has a friend. Was she single? With a boyfriend. Oh, that, she uh, is not single, Jared. Her boyfriend has quite a bit of money, and he takes mm. a lot of trips to Africa. No, I can't compete. They went, I don't know, a month or two ago, and he killed a jaguar. It was $13,000 to pull the trigger on a jaguar. That's it. Not even for the lodging, not for the trip, not for the plane tickets, not for... The food, the travel fees, any of that. Let me tell you something. He killed Thir- five more animals on top of that. 
Bro, those, those safari hunts are they're expensive. No yeah. joke. They're probably like at the end of like 40, 50 grand. Man, there was a, f- oh, yeah. whatever, there was a chick that killed like a lion and all that. She was good looking too. She That's got, probably that, uh, it's probably Bomar's. No. Bohun's wife. Oh, she's pretty fine too. You know, he was in a, he was in a big scandal for, uh, yes. yeah, for, for poaching. For, yeah. Well, not really Suppose, poaching, but so it, was alleg- hun- it was hunting over bait. Allegedly. Yeah. No, oh, he was he? hunting over bait. And uh, he, didn't, he didn't know it. They didn't tell him. He was with a guide. Yeah, and he was being guided. The guide was not doing ethical things. Oh, okay. They didn't know about it. They went multiple times, and st- then, like not being told about it, not knowing about it. And then they got busted for it. Yeah, and I mean, he even admitted, he was like, look, he said, honestly, on our part, we should have done more investigating and we should have looked into it more, but we didn't. We, you know, got it. It's all cleared up now. Like, they're all good, but. I just seen a video. He lost, he lost a lot of followers for that. Yes, but I just seen a video not too long. It's been a while back. I watched him shoot a turkey in the face with a guillotine broadhead. Yes, nice. he killed two of them. But um, what about what about the mountain goats that climb on the mountains, Jack? Uh, no. Would you kill one of those? I would do it. I would, but I but I do it with I do it with a rifle. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you imagine shooting one and watching it tumble. You know, I I feel like a lot of meat is lost. Or can be lost with stuff like that. Because if you shoot one on the side of a ridge and it falls six, seven hundred feet straight down, that meat's getting pummeling over yeah. rocks at sixty miles an hour. Let's just say for rough. Ain't it crazy how the mountain goats can just climb that and be like, oh yeah, nothing. that's nothing to them. Yeah, but um, I think I think why I'm so so turned on to fly fishing. I don't even mean that in a weird way, but I don't. Lack of a better term, I guess. No, you're very turned on about it. Uh, is a lot. You watched Yellowstone, is what happened. No, I've actually never seen an episode of Yellowstone. Oh, bro, that show does not interest me. No, you gotta get past the first one. You're crazy, Um, bro. You get past the first one. I tell you what, it's like a drug. I don't know. I can't get stuck on. You ever watch Outer Banks? Mm -mm. Bro, you gotta watch Outer Banks. I'm not not really a TV show watcher. I watch a movie every now and again, but I'm telling you what, Outer Banks and Yellowstone. Um, You'll thank me later. Fly fishing is a lot more challenging. Challenging. It's more delicate and intricate. You have you're. That's you know, a big word for someone that went to Laurel Hill. Yeah, you're going to a creek on the side of a mountain, flipping rocks, figuring out, you know, what bugs are there, what bugs aren't, what they're feeding on, what time of year they're feeding on them. There's a lot of variables to to make something happen and you may not be as successful anyway you may be throwing what they're what they're eating doing everything right and you may only come out with one or two but i have a uh i have another trip planned in november me and my dad for his for his birthday and uh we're going on a float trip for brown trout and uh a lot of people are like oh cool you know brown trout but i don't know it's just a whole different ball game for me. Yeah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I've tried to throw your fly rod and reel, and I just screw that. I have a very expensive taste when it comes to fly fishing too. I have a, I have a, a hundred ninety five dollar net that's made out of carbon fiber. What, what's wrong with just like a just a, a net from just Walmart? A Walmart net. I mean, uh, you could have well, used the netting, one. Well, the net, okay, so I'll You could have used one of those little fish tank nets for those fish you was catching. I'll put it to you like this. So, a lot of the trout have slime coats, and it's really frowned upon to mishandle fish up there. 
like extremely it you don't really hardly hear about people keeping fish there yeah because they're so into conservation so um, so the one you caught you gonna get it like mounted oh yeah if i catch if i catch a trophy size one yes i will get it mounted but i'll do a replica mount i won't do a well a flesh yeah, mount. I, mean, I don't think they do flesh mounts anymore you can still find my my well, fish is a flesh mount how long ago did you catch that? Like a couple years ago. But there's a there's, you can you can still take fish to people and get it mounted. There's there's a company in South Florida that does replica mounts. They special their specialty is fish replica mounts. And uh, honestly, fish wise, I think peacock bass is something I want to go catch. Oh, yep, that's that, my one right there. That's a that's a cheap trip, dude. You can get a you can get a uh, Airbnb down there for a week for like. 200 bucks a night and you don't even have to have a guide they're everywhere ponds rivers, say, canals. Well, you don't even have to leave the state that's what you i'm saying go, yeah you just go down like miami you go I was rent, say, rent didn't, a cheap area here in miami your dad went to brazil didn't he oh yeah yeah he went with uh looking for the peacock messy he went with a bunch of big tv names like shaw grigsby um who high roller yeah when he was a ceo and high roller fishing lures my dad used to Bro, make. he met like Guy Harvey and all that. I've met Guy Harvey a couple times. Bro, you don't know who Guy Harvey is? I know who Guy Harvey is. I don't know what High Roller is. High, high Roller was a lure. High, roller, high roller was a big pioneer in the prop style baits. Like a whopper plopper? Yeah. Huh. Did they make the whopper plopper? They did not make the oh, whopper plopper. That, cool. that was a land to sea brand. Um, well, all, well, I hear, all I hear is Jared Swan going, bzz, bzz. it's done that once. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, peacock peacock bass fishing. That's a cheap trip, dude. We can make that happen. I tell you, the, the trip I want to take. I've been trying trying to talk Cameron and Jared into it. A hunting trip like Midwest. Yes. For what? Deer. No. Mule deer, pronghorn. They have elk somewhat. You can go to Tennessee and kill an elk. Yeah. Are you from they're, just, they're just not as big. Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only thin I see. Uh, a big dream hunt for me would be a shoot a bear of some assortment. Archery. You know what's crazy? That would be fun. Popple had a black bear in his silk one time. Dang. It's, I almost like, it. it's almost like we have black bears in Florida or something. Crazy. Yeah, but when have you ever seen a black bear at Popple's house? Uh, Never. Clay Barlow's got pictures of a panther. Does he? Mm-hmm. It was like three or four years ago. Yeah. That is something I don't want to hear or run into. Oh, yeah. I'm good on that. I'm right. way good on all that. Yeah, I'll pass. I'm yeah. I'm 100% good. Like, I'm, the bad I'm, thing is I don't think you can kill it. You can't. No, you can't. They're endangered. <laughs> but that, I mean, that and black bears. Black bears, even supposedly from what I've heard, I've never done actual research, but even if it's like on your porch actively eating your dog or something, can't oh, kill no, it. You, not very catching a bullet. To there's, a, there's a season down here now. Is there? Yeah. It's, it's uh, I think it's only like a week or a month. And it's uh, very hard to get tags for. Like, you got to put in to get drawn it's for a lottery. It. Yeah. But, yeah, I just happened to be leaving the little garden one morning after hunting. And I was like, I'll go down to the the big, the first 40 acres behind his house and look. And there it was, just walking in the corner. Just minding his business. I was like, good God, that's a big-ass dog. <laughs> I looked through the scope. Prank him, John. <laughs> it wasn't a dog. Um, Can I pet that dog? Dude, I'm surprised Scrappy-Doo hasn't barked. He hasn't. He's doing good in there. That's what somebody even said something to me about the last podcast. All you can hear is him barking. <laughs> but uh, 
I don't know if you've ever even attempted to try and fly fishing. I know you've. I used your I used your reel on the nope. camping trip. I know you've messed around a little bit with mine at your pond. Nope. Speaking of ponds, I mean, yes, but no. Has y'all never been to Jarrett's pond? That pond is super small, but got some big Mondos. fish. Mm-hmm. But um, nobody can fish it as good as me either. Hey, I don't think Jack was there. You remember that time Cameron tried to catch? We caught that catfish on that crawfish and in the line. I was broke, there. And then Jack Car- was the one reeling the catfish in. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Cameron tried to catch it at the line broke. Yeah. Boots um, wet and all. It didn't break. It it got off. It did a head shake, but. That catfish had to have been, dude. That catfish was big. That catfish was large. It was a, uh, I would guarantee you, fifteen pounds or something. It was huge. That was the biggest catfish I've ever seen. Um, and then what? That night, uh, there was a bunch of us out there. It was like me, you, Cody Larry, Bowell, Cody, Larry, Cole, Kylie, Cameron, Cameron, and you threw that cast net out. And it wasn't me. It was Cameron. Yeah, Cameron threw the cast net out. Caught, caught like a few brim and caught like a four and a half pound, five pound bass <laughs> in this cast net. On accident, didn't mean to. We didn't know it was there. Yeah, it, for clarification, it was like ten thirty at night. It was yeah. Pitch we black. we were catfishing. We were night fishing, catfishing, and uh, we I think we were running out of bait. Or Cameron was like, "Well, let's you know try to catch some little bait fish or something, and you know use cut bait." And he threw it out there, and we caught like a couple little like you know just little bait fish and like a couple decent sized brim. And so we were throwing them back, and he got to the end of the net and pulled it up out of the water. And there was like a five pound bass in it. Damn. We took a couple pictures with it, let it back out. I do have to say, your pond, being as small as it is, you have caught some studs out of it. Mm-hmm. How big was that fish you got mounted? Ten and a half. My, that one was ten and a half. My nephew caught a six. My nephew just caught one a couple weeks ago that was bigger than his six, but he didn't have a scale. So, I think it was around the eight range because it was large. You threw it back? Yeah. It's in the pond still. Let's there's some cat, good bass in let's there. Let's go catfishing one night. There's some. Uh, there's no. I don't think there's any catfish in there. There's some big ones in Pawpaw's pond now. Yeah, well, not say, now, but. Well, no. You know he bought that bulldozer to fix the other pond, right? Mm-hmm. Will it ever get done? Probably not. But we'll get to that bridge when we when we get there. I don't know Cameron said he wants to do it. And if Cameron says he wants to do something, normally he gets done. Yeah, it probably won't be uh, logical, but it'll it'll get done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There'll be like one deep spot and then a shallow spot. It'll be the most bass backwards way. But that pond never that pond had bigger fish in it than the other one. Oh yeah. yeah I remember when I was like What happened to it? Why doesn't it have water in the it? The drain the, uh, broke. Yeah, it it washed out into the drain and collapsed a dam and mm-hmm. But there's some monster fish in there. According to my mom, uh my Aunt Crystal almost got pulled in by a catfish in there. Holy cow. It was like actually dragging her into the water that uh, you need to turn your drag down <laughs> but uh i think that's what he's wanting to do though he wants to get it fix it up throw some fish in but i think he's wanting to throw catfish back in there i try he said he's fine with us putting catfish in the pond now but he thinks that the bass in there will eat them. will eat them before they ever get that's inside what, that's what happened to ours we put in like a, a hundred little finger link catfish and Three months later, I caught that ten and a half, and we were like, yep, there's no catfish left. And then my nephew catches a six, and then we continuously catch. Like, after that ten and a half, I've caught multiple over five. I've caught a couple fives out of there. Yeah, you've caught a couple. My nephews have caught multiple ones well over five. Uh, they've brought friends over that have caught big ones. Like, we're constantly catching big fish out of there. What's the biggest fish you caught at the camp? Nine. What is your – 
wow. That was loud. What is your just PB? On what? Uh, bass. Like live or artificial? Because I, <laughs> I have two different specifications. I've got, uh, I keep track of all that but, stuff. Okay, well, so what's your artificial definition? Uh, anything that's not living, like <laughs> not even an earthworm. Jackass. Uh, uh, no, it don't matter. Like PB in general. I'd have to say somewhere in the nines, high nines, almost 10. You remember when... Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Remember when your mom used to date the guy that lived right here next door? Lance? Yeah. Yeah. Remember in the pond back here by the nursery? Yes. Been there, actually. Recently? Uh, I was in... I was a senior in high school last time I went. I don't know. Who, I don't know who has yeah. it now. You talking about the one under the, under the water tower? Or the... the, the Cell tower or whatever it is. Oh, I don't know. You go right across the road, hit the little dirt road, go yeah. down to the nursery, you back there. Mm-hmm. Go down so, to two mile road, and then you go down three mile road. And you take a left here, you back up here, take a right. Yeah. So, anyways, Papa was doing the rebuilding the pond, right? And the pond was real shallow. They had a dog. You can see all the fish, and you can walk across it. Mm. Bro, I call a thirteen pounder out of there. And they went and Pobble Bullshit. Went, swear to God, Pobble would not let me keep it. Oh, I do remember you telling me that. Oh. Uh, Pobble was like, throw it back. Lance was like, no, no, you can keep it. My and, my grandma, my Mimi, our Mimi, caught uh, a 10 plus out of Pobble's pond on a cane pole. Oh, my gosh. On a wiggler. This is the same uh, Mimi that we told last weekend about doing a keg stand. So, even more badassery for the old lady. Yeah, she's kick-ass. She used to be a cop. What? Yeah. In, yeah, uh, in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Mimi was a police officer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like badged up, pistol on the side. You know Mimi was racking that 357 long barrel, probably. Bro, do you know her nickname was Car 357? Or Car 454? Mm. I did not know she was a cop. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. No wonder she always tells me not to break the law. You know what's even funnier? You know mom went to school before she was a um, hairstylist or hairdresser? Mm. She went to school to be a physical therapist. No relation to any kind of conversation. Yeah, with I know. Having, but. No, I know. We're just saying in general. Well, you know my brother-in-law? That's a GC. Yeah. He has a degree in criminal justice. Yeah, I would have never thought that. Yeah. Like, does nothing remotely close to criminal justice, but he has a degree in it. He's smart. My he dad, my dad retired from the FHP to start painting. He's now an architect, but okay. <laughs> your dad's cool. I like your dad. Should have seen me on that uh, casino trip. Dude, my dad was turning up. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh god. Dad was having himself a great time, dude. Dad was on a winning streak. Really? Your dad was raking money, bro. We walked in that first night waiting on them. We got there at like three o'clock. I took off of work two days. <coughs> I was sick. Mm-hmm. So I went down there. Bro, we hit that first machine. Dad hit like $800. Your bro. dad likes playing poker too, don't he? Poker. Blackjack, blackjack. is his thing. He, man, we played blackjack, craps. Yeah. Russian or Russian roulette. roulette. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ready for some Russian roulette, baby? <laughs> but yeah, we hit every game table just about. Damn. But when I tell you he was on a roll for like Dude, seven hours. That's another thing Mimi kills at is gambling. Oh, yeah. Mimi never touch. comes home with less than like a grand. You know she got that touch. Bro, I tell you what's crazy. I went. I took her one time. 
We was there two hours. Mm-hmm. I won like four hundred dollars. She sat at the whole one machine the whole time. She win like three hundred cash out, put a fresh hundred dollar bill in there, win another seven hundred. And you know those big machines that win like that, they take them out after. They take them out of the casino and throw them away. The lady, the lady that sat right like two machines over, hit five grand on a machine, right, cashed out, put another hundred dollar bill in, won another thousand. That's crazy. I'd call it good right there. I'd go home. Bro, I sat there. I'd win $100 and be like, ah, I'm done. She's like, I sat there while Mimi was playing that machine. She hit that 1000 hit another 700 another 400 lost 800 hit another 800 Yep, right there. I'm done. Done. I'm As long as I leave positive, I'm happy. But Dad, I don't need to win my, my retirement, you know. But Dad, that's why he's got some major killer deals and rooms. Oh, yeah. Because he plays... He plays. He's he plays the big stuff. Platinum Tower, the Hard Rock, son. Yeah. The very uh, the twenty first floor. Well, I think we're about to wrap it up. We're at an hour and thirty three minutes. Okay. So Anything else you want to touch on for you? Yeah. How about we do a rapid fire question? Go. Yeah, I'm gonna ask five questions. You gotta pick one other. Okay. Steak or crawfish? Ooh, crawfish. Ooh. Really depends on the night, but crawfish. Hang on. Let me go into detail on the question. I know it's rapid fire, but I need, we got detail. Is it like pick one and you can never have the other no. again? Just pick one. Or like, pick one, pick which like one. if I had to pick one right now. Yeah. Crawfish. Crawfish. All right. Basketball or baseball? Baseball. Basketball. I can't, I can't get on baseball. Okay. Hunting or fishing? Which hunting. one, which one you like more? Hunting. Fishing. All right. Eight seconds or top nights? Eight seconds. Probably eight seconds, yeah. Talladega Nights is a good movie, but eight seconds is... I got to be in the mood to watch Talladega Nights. Yeah. All right. I don't have very many brain cells to give up, so... (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one. Last one right here. Pigman or Michael Waddell? Michael Waddell. Michael Waddell. (laughs) Just beat it. Beat it. Yeah, I'm taking Michael Waddell. 100%. Archery. What about Jackie Bushman? <sighs> Probably not. Better yet, Ted Nugent. Mm-mm. I, I like, I like yeah. Ted Nugent, but I can't really watch his shows because he's just... He too, is just so, like... He's so political. That and over... And, like, his political views are related to mine. Like, he's very conservative yeah. and, like... Very public, but but he is the far right that gives the right a bad name, and he's just so like rambunctious and he's, like loud yeah, and he's vibrant. Over like dude, he's you gotta, hyper. You gotta he's, calm down. He, he's got like man. He's like I mean, I rock mean, and roll and drugs will do that. To somebody. He's like an energetic or energizer bunny. Like he's just hyper all the damn time. Mm. Excuse me. Um, archery or rifle? Archery. I don't have an archery. I sold mine. Someone say rifle. Mm. Ducks or turkeys? Mm. I want to say turkeys, even though I missed like the first six of mine. Mm, 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 mm. Speaking of Jared, you're taking me turkey hunting this year. <clears throat> we can do that. Oh man! If I had to run out there with a little little Indian outfit and dig out there and kill it, I'm an Indian outlaw. I probably gotta go with turkeys. What? Yeah, I love duck hunting. I do, but turkey turkey hunting is just turkey. Turkey 
a turkey gobble at thirty five yards will put will put a jump in your heart. Mm-hmm. It'll 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 throw your rhythm off. Yep. No, I remember the first couple times I went turkey hunting. Like we heard them, and then we walked down the fence line, and we could see them across in the open field, and we like we run over this area to get a little closer, called them in. Yep. And my retarded my, my retarded self went started shaking. Just with. Don't worry, I missed plenty. I missed yeah. one this last year. Or this last season. All right, next question. Hmm. Hit me with a good one. If you had one shot. A, a free pick of any deer species outside of moose and elk, your smaller deer species, caribou included. Um, archery you get like just one buck tag that's it where are you going free. what are you what are you chasing after free yeah all expenses paid yeah you're you just one free trip to whatever you want you get one buck tag <laughs> and we're not talking like trophy kill we're just talking like you're yeah, going. yeah 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 um that's a hard question it is um. So moose and elk don't count because I feel like a lot, a lot of people would, you know, straight moose corner up elk. to elk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because elk, everyone Bro. wants everyone wants to be fifteen yards from a fifteen hundred pound animal and hear it screaming. Um, and that right there make you make, make your heart flutter. I'd have one or the other, and one or the other could be putting a hat and somebody else could draw for me. One would be a velvet archery early season buck from somewhere it doesn't either tennessee or kentucky probably like a whitetail yeah just a normal whitetail um the other one would be a northern california blacktail those are my two and they I can feel like that's a, i feel like that's a uh a non-average answer is a blacktail most yeah I a think lot of people don't like well they're smaller they don't really get like like you're not going on killing a 180 inch blacktail, bro. right? Like they're just they're not a huge sought out after sought after like trophy, quote unquote. What about buck. the axis deer? Um, I think oh, I, I think that'd be, I think all those go into their own category. Like that's an exotic. I I, yeah, I was about to say I don't even think they're like native here. They're not. But I mean, I know I'm I'm sure some ranches do have them. Yeah, in Texas you can go kill exotics. I mean, you can go to Texas kill like kudu. You, you can kill exotics here. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it anywhere. But You know how much it is to go to Alabama to shoot a whitetail? No. 130-inch class deer? How much? It's like four grand. Yeah. Sully, my boss, they mm-hmm. sold hunts for like 3500 mm. Yeah. I mean, I'll go spend that much money like going Midwest, like Kansas or whatever. Before we, hey, you ain't before spending we, that, you spending, that's that more than that. Before we wrap up, I want to touch on some ridiculous pricing for uh, a hunt. To go to, let's just say Colorado, to mm. shoot pheasant, it's like seven thousand dollars to, to shoot kill pheasant to kill two birds. That's crazy. What? Speaking of Colorado, you know Paul will kill an elk. Oh yeah, it's, in, it's inside his house. He, he, he shot mule deer, too. i tell you something expensive is going on some duck hunts. I remember calling you about that one. Oh, yeah. It was 2200 bucks for a three-day. What about a geese hunt? Would you all do that? 
I'm going, going on one. Going on one in December. Going to Arkansas. I'm going on one in November to Arkansas. I'm so, going to Stuttgart. Same. No, I'm going to Cash. My bad. I'm not going to Stuttgart. I'm just kidding. Um. So mm. we touched on this last week. We're having a bro day to go watch the blind. The what? The blind. Oh, the uh, the, the documentary Phil, about the Phil, Phil Robertson. Yeah. I, I would be down to go see that. And just a bunch of bros doing bro things. We're going. Bring nah. a, we're bringing nightcap in there. We're definitely not going to get wasted before we go. I mean, I would actually like to see that. Yeah, like, watch it. Yeah, that, I think that's going to be a really good movie. Um, I think it's going to be a tearjerker. I think so too. Not to be sentimental. Because and and I, 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 and I, I, I think it's going to be more like hit people heavy because they've seen all the Duck Commander stuff and all the Duck Dynasty stuff and like. But they never really. I think seen... it was at some point in everybody's life that. When, even like whether you you hunt, whether you fish, whether you're an outdoorsman, whether you're redneck, whether you, whatever, I think everybody at some point has watched Duck Dynasty, and at some point that's been a like a part of their family almost. Like, yeah, like you. Could I, say, I've you seen know. every episode. Yeah, me too. Like, and I I really have a lot of respect for those guys because what was on the show was how they are, and like the praying at the end at dinner and like all of that stuff, the values that they hold and, and just the way that they are is, you know, the way everybody should be. I think it's, you know, crazy. Cause I listen. they have their own podcast. I don't know if y'all listen Duck to call it. Room. Yeah. So Phil was, I need, I need to listen to that. I feel like it's pretty good. It, it is. is. Cause it's got Jace, Allen. Well, it, they, they change it up. It's not always the same one. Well, one of them is on, Allen's the same one. Yeah. But I think Al's on all of them. Um, someone like, else I like watching is the the hunt in public. Yeah, they have a good one. Uh, the Bayou Dragons have a good one. Uh, Maggie Williams podcast is really good. She has some really good guests on hers. Uh, there's a few people. And she's friends with Godwin. Yeah, Godwin, Martin, all of them. So, so uh, since we're rolling up on archery season here in Northwest Florida, let's uh do a little setup. Talk about what uh what you hunt with this year. Thing. We are going down a rabbit trail now. <laughs> um, my setup is uh, Matthews Phase 4, uh, 33 axle to axle. Because um, he's a big boy. Yep, I am a big boy. I got a 31 and a half inch draw, so I needed something bigger that could extend. Um, I am shooting a uh, Spot Hog Fast Eddie XL 3-pin adjustable sight with... Uh, just a uh, standard Matthews integrated um, stabilizers rest. Um, I'm shooting a Stan Onyx three finger button. Um, and my arrow setup is 340 spine FMJs. Um, I did all my cut all my fletchings custom. Um, and uh. I think I think they're like 535 grain arrows, um, every, which everybody says they're like, oh, for these little Florida deer, like you don't need that big of an arrow, you don't need to shoot FMJs, like shoot carbon. Every deer I've ever shot with carbon arrows broke my arrow, every single one of them. Well, we talked about this the other day when we were yeah. shooting off camera. We, uh, I've shot targets and broke carbon arrows, and yeah. it might have just been a you know a bad arrow. Yeah, because you're shooting FMJs too, right? Yeah, I'm shooting. I'm also shooting a 340 grain FMJ. But uh, yeah, we we have very similar arrow setups. Only difference is mine is 
probably an inch longer. Yeah. Like, like it's a, it's a little bit bigger arrow. Um, but, uh, I, I did not realize this would make such a huge difference. Um, and I really just this year got a lot more into archery and, and kind of the way archery works and everything. And, um, I mean, like me having a 31 and a half inch draw length, I'm shooting over 300 feet per second with a 535 grain arrow. Whereas like, I know people that are shooting a 280 grain, 300 grain arrow and they're only shooting like 260, 265. I'm shooting, I'm shooting, uh, I got 125 grain broadhead in the 340. So I'm shooting one, uh, 465 grain arrow yeah. setup. And I have a 29 and a half inch draw length. I've got pretty long arms. Um, and I think I'm shooting like 290, two, yeah. 289, 290. Um, I have a Hoyt Venom Pro. And uh, for anyone who's anyone listening out there, it's in the in the market to buy a bow. It is for sale. Not, looking looking not to not on sale, but for sale. Yeah, looking to trade over to get a RX7. Nah, he wants to join the Matthews clan. I don't know, dude. I I just don't like their draw cycle. Didn't Everyone you just buy that bow? Yeah, I did. Dude, Matthews has got to me the smoothest draw cycle. I don't know. I I prefer. So I have a buddy. His name's Jacob. Eventually, he'll be on here too. He's actually going <laughs> duck hunting with me Saturday, and we're going to get a bunch of uh, filming done. Um, he's got a drone and stuff. But anyway, um, he it was the same way. He shot a Matthews no cam for a really long time and loved it. Never thought he'd leave Matthews, and he was in the market for a new bow, um, and he went to a store in Pensacola. And he got the Matthews Phase 4, shot it a bunch. He shot an Elite. He shot a Hoyt. Shot all this. And uh, he just said that the Matthews was uncomfortable. And I think what it was, and I wish this bow shop would have done this for him. For some reason with these new Phase 4s. The handles are thin. Not even that. For some reason on these Phase 4s, when you, like, mine's a 70, mine has 70-pound cams in it. Well, I had it cranked all the way up when I first got it. And whenever you draw it back maxed out on weight, it is like trying to pull a car and park 100 feet. Right. Like you, it, it is tough. We backed it off. It's at like 67 now. And it is the, it's smooth as butter, just straight back. Um, I don't like the Hoyts personally. I shot one before I bought my last Matthews and I didn't like it. I think it was, I shot an RX-5. Um, it was, this was a few years ago and, uh, whenever I drew it back, it felt tight to me. And then just all of a sudden you just hit like a dead spot. And I know that's a, a, all the let off that it has. And that's really nice when you're at full draw, you can hold it for It's like holding a feather. But as soon as you let up a little bit of tension, it yanks forward. See, that's my problem. Yeah. That's my problem with the, uh, the Matthews. It's like, if I, if I let out any is wanting to go. See, mine is like. I let out and I can feel it get closer and I can just like ease it down. And that, then you know, that may be because it's not broken. You know, you're handling yeah. a brand new bow. It's maybe had 15 arrows through it. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I would I'm, say you could shoot mine, but the dang D loop will be behind your ear. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but I, I love my venom and you just, you want a car, you want the carbon. I want a carbon mainly because, 
every time I get drawn on a deer, I end up having to sit there and hold it and hold mm-hmm. it and hold it and hold it and hold it. Then the bow gets heavy. And then the bow gets heavy. So that, and that's another thing too, is like the benefit of Hoyts, even their aluminum bows are still pretty light. Yeah. Um, but you know, with them doing the carbon bows, the downfall of the light bow is it's normally louder. Yep. Um, and there's a couple little things other than that, but the big thing is it's louder. Um, Whereas like mine and the phase four is supposed to be the quietest bow on the market. And even you said something the other day when we were shooting. It is, it is stupid quiet. All you could hear was the arrow or the arrow hitting the target. It is crazy quiet. Um, so that's what I like, um, especially doing a lot of steel hunting and, and, you know, up close hunting down here in Florida. Cause, um, you know, you can't see 10 feet into the woods because right. it's so thick, but, um, but the downfall, just like you said, if I get drawn on a deer and I'm not shooting within a minute and a minute's pushing it, I am shaking like a leaf yeah. because that bow, that bow fully decked out is probably seven pounds. Eight yeah. Pounds. Oh yeah. My, they can, they can say Hoyt, Matthews, Elite, Diamond, all those people, PSC, they can all say, we got the lightest, we got the quietest, we got the fastest, blah, blah, blah. People, people train for the draw more than they trained for having to hold that bow yeah. full draw. So, you know, when I first got into archery hunting, my dad always, because I started hunting out of a ground blind, mm. and he was, I was always shooting standing up. He was like, you're not going to be shooting standing up. Yeah. He was like, go inside, get dressed how you would be dressed hunting, yep. and sit in a stool, Yep. and sit, or sit, even better, sit in the stool you're going to be hunting in. Yeah, get whatever, like, practice what you're going to be doing. And that's a problem I have is I, I practice a lot sit or standing up, um, which for me now it's not as unnatural to, to do the swap. But really and truly, if you're going to be sitting down shooting, you need to practice sitting down yep. shooting. And, you know, down here um, we've actually got some cooler weather this week, but most of the time up until deer season, it's too hot to get hunting gear yep. and shoot all afternoon. Um, so normally you can't really do that, but I, I'll, I try to shoot every time with my bino harness on cause yep. I'm going to wear it while I'm hunting. That's a, that's a given. So, I shoot yeah. ever since I got mine, I shoot with it on. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to dive into that a lot more on the next one you're on, but I'll try to get you on here with Jacob cause me and him can get rambling about both stuff. So I think we are going to wrap it up. Um, again, uh, thank you, thank you everybody for listening. Um, if you haven't, go check out all the socials: um, Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook. Um, give everything a like, a share, comment. Let me know what what you'd like to see. I should have a duck hunting video after next weekend. Cop some merch. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Get you some merch. It's about to be cool weather. Get you some hoodies. Um, working on some new logos for hats. Working on some new logos <laughs> for shirts and hoodies. Um, got a pretty funny one uh, that'll be coming out soon for duck hunting. It's so pretty, uh, I was gonna say it is pretty comical. It, it is pretty funny. I'm not gonna give any hints right now, but it is a good funny duck hunting one. That's so, all you get. Since you you Jack and Cameron had a contest about who can get closer to the bullseye, I don't have a bow, so I can't do that. How about we make a little wager, and if I win, I get a hoodie. What's the wager? Beer pong. Oof. I play. Bet. I play. We'll do it. We'll do it one Friday yeah. night. We'll, we'll make a video. We'll do it. We'll do TikTok live. Yep. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. All righty. Well, we're going to wrap it up here, and uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. Um, if you did, make sure you give me a five-star review. Uh, leave a comment. Share it. Like it. Download it. Whatever you got to do. Um, one more thing. Yep. 
We have to get Young Pup on here. Who's Young Pup? Oh, Young Joshua. Pup. Yeah. Yep. We'll get him on here. He's the modern day, old style, old style cowboy. Yeah, he's so to be as young as he is. His style is phenomenal. Very old school. So. Yeah, kind of jealous. Oh, me too. But that was a fat, a fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was a fat, I'd be wearing pearl snaps all the time. For sure. But uh, but yeah, y'all stay tuned. We'll have another one out next week. Um, and stay tuned to the YouTube. Get ready for some videos to come out. Hunting seasons are coming in. Um, we got duck season this past weekend for teal and wood. Um, after Wednesday, it's teal only till Sunday, and then it goes out to November. Um, but we got dove season starting this weekend as well. Um, so we got a lot of stuff coming up, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. So uh, y'all stay tuned, and uh, as always, God bless and enjoy the hunt.